Hello and welcome to Beating the Ten Count. I'm Comrade, um, back again with another episode, and we've got quite a bit to go through. And um, I'm going to be recording two episodes today, both of which will be dropping today. Um, I hope you're all all right. Um, so yeah, let's let's get down to it. Before I go um, on to anything, I'd just like to say that um, I'm really sad to hear the news of Roman Reigns and his announcement of um, his returning leukemia. Um, I might not be a fan of Roman Reigns, the character, but Joanna White, um, I'm certainly a fan of. Uh, the dude's been battling for 11 years. He hasn't let anything stop him. I've got to respect him for that. So thoughts and prayers go to you, Roman Reigns. Um, so I'd just like to say that before I start. Okay, so we're going to start off with uh, looking into the crown jewel controversy, WWE's involvement with Saudi Arabia. Um, there has been a murder of... Um, a US journalist from the Washington Post. Um, the Saudi Arabian government admitted to it. Um, and WWE, as far as I'm aware, is planning to go to Saudi Arabia despite the, no- the knowledge of how this uh, journalist has died. Um, there was a route, well, there was a report um, mid to late last week that they were frantically searching for a new location to hold the event. Um, but apparently it's still going ahead in Saudi. Um, I personally don't agree with it, but at the end of the day, they're making quite a bit of money off it. Um, so I can't really blame them as a business. But um, there's also been a report that Daniel Bryan and John Cena are both refusing to work at the Saudi Arabian event. Um, I think that's fair enough on them. And if anybody's going to change WWE's mind about going to Saudi Arabia, it's going to be essentially the face of their company, the, the most recognisable man in wrestling, John Cena. If he's not going, then they're going to have a bit of a problem on their hands. Um, I know there's going to be quite a lot of money being requested because I know Brock Lesnar's making... Well, it's been reported that Brock Lesnar's making well into seven digits for, uh, for working this one match um, in Saudi Arabia. So um, I, I hope that it doesn't go ahead in Saudi Arabia because obviously... This, um, the stocks, the stock has already taken a hit this week um, because they've announced that they're still going to Saudi Arabia. Um, but I hope they move it to somewhere else where they're not going to be looked down upon and they can still keep making money. Because um, I think it's quite sad that the, it's like it's essentially blood money, really. Um, if it was any other company, they wouldn't go. But since it's WWE and Vince McMahon's crazy, um, I guess that's still going to stand. Um, but I. I don't know. I'm. I won't be watching personally. I. I don't see the point. It doesn't look that good, and I refuse to watch a show that's basically built around someone's death and the fact that they're going ahead despite the death. Okay. Next, we're going to look at um, a report that I read. Um, well, I watched the video as well um, about Chris Jericho not wanting to work SmackDown 1000. Um, obviously, if you're a long-time wrestling fan, you'll know that Jericho was a big part of SmackDown in the early days. Um, and I'm genuinely surprised that he wasn't asked or invited to go and work, or at least appear. Because um, he appeared on Raw 25, obviously. Um, he did the backsta- backstage skit. Um, and Jericho did explain that Vince McMahon uh, let him work the backstage skit. He didn't want to go out and like just go out in the ring and just waste a valuable appearance from him. Um, but um, I think he wasn't asked because... Um, if you keep it with all of wrestling, then you'll know that Chris Jericho is um, working for New Japan, um, and he took a shot at WWE on being the elite. Um, he said that uh, the indie wrestling T-shirts are better quality than WWE's, 
um, also, well, yeah, he's working for essentially um, a possible problem for WWE in the form of New Japan. Um, he's their Intercontinental Champion, um, but I just think it's going to be like a major thing. Um, their relationship soured, I know, uh, Jericho and Vince, that is. Um, but yeah, I don't know what the future is going to hold for Jericho um, in regards to WWE. Um, but fair play to him for not like not going back to his old company while he's holding another company's title. Um, I think that's quite noble of him, despite what other people might think. But um, yeah, it's just like interesting bit of news, really. Jericho didn't want to work a show that he was so instrumental, I guess, in creating. Like the promos he cut with uh, Stephanie McMahon, and it was just really good. So, um, yeah, it's just a shame that Jericho wasn't on there, but in the day, it's his choice, isn't it? I suppose. Okay, next we're going to look at um, the all women's pay per view that at the time of recording is happening tomorrow, um, and the fact that it was never really an important show, was it? Because um, if if you look at the card, there's been hardly any effort put into it. Um, you've got what you've got um, two women tag team matches. You've got the May Young Classic Finals. You've got the Raw SmackDown and NXT Women's Titles being defended. And you've got a Battle Royal, and that's it. That's all that's been announced. That's crap. Um, I think that it was really because um, obviously WWE went to Saudi Arabia, and um, they're not allowed to compete there. So I think it's just meant to satisfy them and like give them something back to show that like um like it's not on them um and they can still do things as well as the men but um it's just a bit silly really isn't it you've got like all this incredible talent on the roster and yet uh you've got nikki bella in the main event which is a pain in the backside um and charlotte and becky seems to be the only one that's actually been plugged um, that's a WWE in general have just done a terrible job of promoting the show. Um, the only match that I can see being really good if it's under Triple H supervision, and that'll be the Mayan Classic and the NXT Women's Title match. Um, but apparently, the show is being produced by is being overseen by Vince McMahon, not Triple H. So um, it might just be bad. Um, I'm going to watch. I'm going to give it a chance at the end of the day. Um, because I'm hoping they're going to do something really well with this, but um, it was never really considered important, I I don't think, anyway, um, considering the go-home angle for SmackDown was Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton on the main, in the main event rather than a brawl between Charlotte and Becky Lynch. Um, Raw was obviously the Shield betrayal. There wasn't really much mention of the women. Um, you had the backstage thing with um, Lisa, Trish, Alexa... No, not Alexa, sorry. Alicia Fox and Mickey James... Um, she shan see Alexa Bliss out, but at the end of the day, Evolution was not really, I don't know, it just doesn't seem like part of their priorities at the minute because it, it's just hardly been promoted. It's really disappointing because it adds so much potential um, and loads of people are saying that they're not going to watch now, but um, I'm going to give I'm gonna give it a watch despite the fact that they're not going to really treat it as a big deal, but hey, you've got to give them a chance at least. So I'm, I'm classing it as important. I don't know what you guys think, but yeah. Okay, um, next we're going to look at a report that I read about the Wyatt family possibly reuniting. Um, obviously, Bray Wyatt is out. We haven't really seen much of him since Matt Hardy announced his retirement. Well, he suggested that he's retiring. Um, 
Braun Strowman's on his own. He's uh, imploded with the Dogs of War, as his little faction was known for all of about five weeks or so. Um, Luke Harper's without a tag team partner because Eric Rowan's out injured. Um, so, yeah, the Wyatt family's apparently reuniting, which I think will be excellent. Um, it'll make Bray Wyatt viable as a challenger again. Um, it'll give him that aura that he's been missing since he lost the WWE Championship. Um but I, I don't know. It's just it just seems like a really it just seems like an excellent idea. Um, Strowman will be will have that backing um, of Wyatt. Like he might seem like less than Bray, but I think that Bray can guide him because obviously Wyatt's a veteran. Um, I'm not saying Strowman's not an excellent wrestler or anything, but um, I'm I reckon that Strowman could you could just use the extra bit of guidance or like Bray could interfere in his matches and Braun could do the same or. Um, but I reckon they could all help each other, and I think it's a really good solution to three wrestlers that I don't feel are being used properly at the minute. Um, so I'm looking forward to see what they do with this. Um, so uh, I would say they go back into a feud with the Shield, but that's not happening now. Um, there's not really many factions, really, is there? You can have, especially you could have Bray and Braun or Bray and Luke go after the tag titles, I suppose. But that's it's about it. There's never really, really for them to feud with on. Raw. So yeah, just thought I'd let you guys know about this uh, news report and my opinion on it. Okay, we're now on point five, um, and this is a disappointing championship spotlight. Um, I did one of these last episode, and I continue. I hope I that you guys like these because these are going to be a staple on the show at some point. Um, at some point in every single episode, I'll be doing a disappo- disappointing championship reign, um, and either a wrestler spotlight or a championship spotlight. Um, but this week I've only gone for the championship, disappointing championship reign spotlight. And I will be looking at AJ Styles and his reign with the WWE Championship. I can't remember if I looked at it last week, but I'll be doing uh, Brock Lesnar's Universal Championship as well. Uh, it's two for one, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to start off with AJ. Um, this has been disappointing for me. Um, personally, because SmackDown was the house that AJ Styles built. He beat Jinder Mahal in Manchester, and since then he's after he had the rematch with Jinder. He's fought in the space of a year. Let's keep that in mind. He's fought about about five different people. Well, he's had five different. Yeah, he's had five different opponents really. He had the handicap against um, Rollins and Z- no, sorry, Owens and Zayn. Um, at the Royal Rumble, and that I'm classing that as one feud. Um, and then you had the six-pack challenge at Fastlane, and that wasn't really a feud. Um, but then he feuded with Nakamura for ages, and they only had really one good match at Money in the Bank. And then he feuded with Samoa Joe, and he had that one bit with he had that one bit with Rusev before he started feuding with Joe. And now he's facing Brian, and I don't know they're not really, SmackDown aren't really helping any of their guys because. In the day, Nakamura went into WrestleMania with all the momentum in the world. He won the Rumble, um, eliminated Roman Reigns, and then lost three times. And then he's had a really forgettable reign with the US title. Uh, Samoa Joe was the same. He went all in there with all the momentum in the world. He went after AJ's family. He's just an excellent talker. And AJ got himself disqualified. And then there was a dusty finish at Hell in a Cell. And then Joe tapped clean as a whistle in Australia. That, ma- that makes no sense to me at all. Um, 
And obviously Rusev was just because he was over, um, and it was sort of like the only real fit that he could have. Um, and then Daniel Bryan was just it's really based on respect, isn't it, really, going into Crown Jewel? Um, but I hope that's not the case. Uh, I hope that they have, like, a dynamic either. I hope, I hope AJ turns heel because he's so much better as a bad guy. Um, but I hope he feuds with um, Almas next because it might redeem him. Because uh, the match they had on SmackDown was whew, really good. Um, and I want to see more of that, to be honest. I'd, I'd like to see it at WrestleMania. Um, but then if the rumours are to be believed that um, the Elite, which is Kenny Omega, Co- um, Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks and Hangman Page are all getting to WWE, oh, they're suggesting it, um, I really want to see Kenny versus AJ because they can do magic, I reckon. Um, but yeah, for now, I just want to see AJ, I don't know, I just want to see him feud with somebody else, have a decent match because he's been, been a bit lacklustre this year. Um, I feel, and that's why it's been disappointing, because he's had a year and he's hardly done anything with the title. Um, but WWE as a whole, like, their booking of cards, it's just um, the fact that AJ Styles and the, the top title in WWE, the, uh, the World Championship, is below... It's like, it's like third from last or fourth from last, because you can... Like at the SummerSlam, you had the Royal Women's title and uh, the Universal title in Australia. They had the Cruiserweight title, the Royal Women's title. No, not the Royal Women's title, the Six Woman Tag, the Triple H versus Undertaker, and the Six Man Tag with the Shield and the Docks of War. But I feel that if it was put back in the main event of a pay per view where it deserved to be, um, then I think that it could have, that it could be treated like a better reign. But since it hasn't, I'm saying it's disappointing. Again, now we're doing another disappointing championship spotlight, um, and we're looking at Brock Lesnar. Well, there's not really much to say, so I'm going to do Nakamura as well. Um, so Lesnar, he took the belt at Mania 33, which we all knew he was going to do from Goldberg um, in about 10 minutes, and then he defended it 12 times in total, I believe. Um, he had three matches against Roman. He had... One against Joe. He had a four-way with Joe Strowman and Roman. Um, he had Strowman one-on-one. He had Joe one-on-one. He had AJ one-on-one. And AJ almost made him tap. And he, AJ made him scream like a little girl. But that wasn't for the title. Um, and he's just... He was only there to work 10 minutes. And he was like... He was dripping in sweat by the time it was finished. And it was really red. Um, it was just... It was a bad business move. Um, and I swear to God... Um, I'm going to start watching Raw if they put the belt back on Lesnar at Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia. Because I just want him to go away now. Sick and tired of him. Um, that's all that really is to say about Lesnar. Um, so we're going to do Nakamura now. And there's even less to say about this one. Um, so let's just let's just briefly outline Nakamura's right. He won the belt at Extreme Rules in like six seconds. Because he, he punched Jeff Hardy in the balls. And then Kinshasa and then... Jeff took a bit of time off, and then that was that was it really. Um, and since then, Nakamura has defended it like three times, and only one of them was on pay per view. He's defended it against Jeff Hardy. He defended it. it well, he had a match. He's hardly been featured on SmackDown. I can't even remember who he defended it against. The last match he had on SmackDown was the World Cup qualifier with Mysterio. Um, but yeah, that was about it. So. Um, yeah, it's just two disappointing reigns, and I'm just upset to see that the US title is not being treated like it used to be, 
when Cena and AJ held it and they were doing open challenges. Um, Nakamura is literally he's, he's just there. That there was so much potential with that Nakamura Nakamura gimmick, um, and it's just sad to see it go to waste, really. But that's I suppose that's the way it goes sometimes. So yeah, that's two disappointing title reigns. Okay, so um, following on for earlier in the episode, this is our sixth point because um, the disappointing championship spotlight only counts as one. Um, we're going to look at how the World Cup that WWE is calling the World Cup yet yeah, is blatantly, essentially, the US Open. Because you've got Seth Rollins, you've got Jeff Hardy, you've got Dolph Ziggler, you've got Kurt Angle, you've got John Cena, you've got Randy Orton, you've got The Miz, and you've got Rey Mysterio. That baffles me. How is that a World Cup in any sense of the words? Because um, you've got six, seven of them are American, and then one of them is Mexican, but it's still North America, so I'm counting it. If you want to build a World Cup, you put the following guys in the World Cup. You have Pete Dunne representing the UK. You have Andrade Almas representing Mexico. You have Finn Balor representing Ireland. You have Seth Rollins representing America. You have Jinder Mahal representing India. You have... Oh, I've lost Dean now. Um, Nakamura representing Japan. You have... Um, i trying to think now. Uh, Buddy Murphy representing Australia and Mustafa Ali representing Pakistan. Because you can, you can technically do that with, like, cruiserweights. Um... But that's just—it's just better. It's a con. I know it's a concept, but I don't see how they can call it a World Cup if they're gonna like the best in the world. That's so—I don't know. It's just so egotistical. They've been so full of themselves, um, saying that the best in the best wrestlers in the world are exclusively American, um, which is ridiculous. Um, so I just think they could have done so much more with this World Cup idea. Um, they could have actually added a stake to it, really. Like, not like an actual meat stake, obviously. Like a championship opportunity for the winner or something. Um, but I can only really see it going one of two ways. Either Rollins wins it or Ray wins it because Ray's just come back and Seth Rollins has been white hot all year. Um, so I, I just really hope that they do something good with it in Saudi Arabia. But it's WWE, so you, you don't know, do you? Um, it's just disappointing to see it, a work, see it being called a World Cup when it's a set. Well, they should just call it a US Open or something. Like loads of wrestlers have called this out as well, um, which I think is quite good. The fact that they're standing up to the company. Um, but yeah, it's just, just that sad to see. Okay, next we're going to look at. Oh, I'm going to recommend a couple of matches for you guys to watch. Um, that have happened recently or I've recently watched and I think they're really worth a track down if you haven't already watched them. Um, so first of all, you've got Marty Scurll versus Will Ospreay from Fighting Spirit Unleashed in America. Um, Will Ospreay versus Volta from Defiant Wrestling Stag. This one was a while ago, but I've only just got around to watching it. And the, the big guy versus little guy story was played out so well here. Um, you've got Cody Rhodes versus Nick Aldis from NWA 70. Um and yeah, that those are my three recommended matches of the week. They were really good. Um, I don't know if anybody else has watched. Or most people would have probably watched the Marty versus Will. But um, yeah, they're really good, excellent stuff. Um, it's just really good to be a wrestling fan at the minute. 
Um, there's just so much for you to enjoy. Um, I hope you guys enjoy that match as well, or those matches that I've recommended, if you can get your hands on them. Um, but yeah, those are just my recommendations. They, they don't really mean a lot, to be honest, do they? Um, but yeah, if you're a bit bored and looking for some decent wrestling, I highly recommend those three matches. Okay, next we're going to look at a New Japan Pro Wrestling storyline. Um, and we could see a Chaos member um, join Jay White, the Switchblade, who recently turned his back on the faction, um, join Bullet Club. Um, we could see somebody else in Chaos follow the same route. Um, there's been speculations as to who it could be. Jay said he's got an inside man who will be joining him shortly. And I can't see it being anybody else but Yo from Rapongi 3K. Because I, I know they're a tag team, but uh, well, I know that Yo's a tag team wrestler with Sho. Um, they form Rapongi 3K. Um, but the fact that in the G1, uh, Jay was constantly t- trying to take Yo under his, ring, uh, his wing. Um, and like teach him the ways of the bad. Um, I think they could still be carrying on that. Um, but I'm really looking forward to see where this go this goes. Um, I originally thought it was Will Ospreay, but then because um, I could just see him fitting into Bullet Club really well and being like the top junior in that faction. But uh, since Kazuchika Okada brought Will into Chaos personally, um, I think that it just wouldn't work. Um, I was also thinking Hiroki Goto, but I don't think that would work either. So I think it would just be really good to see Yo. Um, like, it would be a really interesting twist as well to see like Rapongi 3K break up. Um, like Sho and Yo just like go their separate ways and then uh, Yo can become like a really important part of the heavyweight, no, junior heavyweight division as part of the firing squad or the Bullet Club. Okay, so uh, finally, we're going to look at the uh, last point on my list, and this is Cody Rhodes um, and his new role in the world of professional wrestling. Um, he After he lost his NWA championship at, uh, back to Nick Aldis at NWA 70, um, I he put on Instagram that he was going to begin a transi- transition into a new role. Um, he said he's no longer part of Bullet Club and that he will not be a part of the New Japan Pro Wrestling um, Ring of Honor G1 Supercard in April at Madison Square Garden. Um, so it's led a lot of people in the wrestling community to speculate where he's going, what he's doing. Um, and I personally think he's going to become like a producer. Um, this could tie into the rumour from a couple of weeks ago that Chris Jericho and Jim Ross are working to start a wrestling promotion, um, as were uh, the Young Bucks and Cody. Um, there's been a trademark filed for the term All In. Um by Killing the Business Incorporated, which is ran by Dana Massey or Mrs. Matt, Matt Jackson's wife um, as the Young Bucks. Um, but I think that Cody could become like a writer, a booker, a producer, somewhere backstage in the wrestling world. I can't see him walking away from it. Um, unless it's all the teaser and it carries on wrestling, it goes back to WWE and he's treated like a big deal. Um, hopefully it's not the end of Cody's in-ring career because I, I, for one, really enjoy seeing him wrestle. But um, the man has given so much to this business, I feel. Um, he's changed it so much since leaving WWE. And I hope that um, he does something really interesting in the future. Okay, I'm, I'm afraid to say that that's it for this episode, guys. Um, it might have gone a bit fast, but um, the, I don't know. I've been trying to get through things much quickly because I've got another episode to do. Um, that'll be my evolution predictions for this Sunday or tomorrow um, at time of recording. Um, so yeah, I just hope that you guys, um, enjoyed this episode. If you're not already, follow me on Twitter at 
Comrade double underscore Newton. Um, if you want to follow the podcast? It's at um, BT10C podcast. Uh, Ten is one zero. Um, BT and C are all in capitals. Um, but yeah, please follow the podcast. Shout us out. Um, it's like please uh, does like I don't know promote it a bit because and it's new. I want as many people to hear it as possible. You might just think I'm like an overly opinionated jackass, but um i'm offering my opinion at the end of the day and that's what i'm well i just hope that people agree with me or like you just start a discussion really um i enjoy making this um, i hope you enjoy listening to me i've been comrade this has been beating the 10 count and i will speak to you in the next one bye guys